Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. Good morning. Well, welcome to Celebration Church. It's great to see you. If you're new with us, my name's Joel. Please stick around after the service. I'd love to get to know you and give you a free meal and $1,000 cash. We'd love to be able to do that, but we are unable. But we, we just want you to know that if we could, we would. That's the type of people that we are. Does anyone do that? Like you pretend you're going to be generous? But yeah, uh, that's great. The other day I, w- I went out um, to a cafe, Five Little Pigs, sponsored right there. Um, and Beth, does everyone know Beth? Beth, the mother of Elijah. Hey, Beth and Joey, if they're watching online. We got to meet him yesterday. It was great. I put him to sleep because I'm a master of putting babies to sleep. If your baby doesn't sleep, come to me. Our son didn't sleep till he was seven, but still, come to me. Your kid is easy. My kid is a genius, so it's hard. Um, but Beth was there with, a, with a, her family, and I was like, oh, me and Jeremiah and Ellie love, love to pay for people because Alex has so much money and it's so nice of her. And she doesn't like me saying this because she says, we're not rich until we have, what, 20 houses. Okay, well, that's weird. Um, but we love just, we're just so generous. We love spending other people's money. Um, and they were there. And I was like, we're going to pay for them. But then they ordered dessert. And I was like, I don't think so. Um, but I texted her afterwards, just so you know, I was going to pay for you. That's the type of person that I am. Um, so that's great. Uh, so if you're new, stick around after the service. Uh, we're going to come around a thought this morning. It's actually uh, a similar scripture than what uh, Narell shared. Uh, hers was Matthew, Sermon on the Mount. We're going to look at uh, Luke 12. Uh, It says this, but seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. There's something awesome about memory verses, but there's something a lot better when the memory verse isn't just remembering what you want to remember, it's remembering what the Scripture actually says. It gives you a truth, a foundation that you can build your life on. So, a verse is great, a chapter is much better, and a book is supreme. Uh, If you want to actually get truths, understand what James is talking about, understand who Luke is, understand the purpose of Genesis, understand the bigger thing, because the bigger your understanding, the larger your foundation, the uh, easier it is for God to deposit and, and place things. That's why when we sing songs of praise, we praise because He inhabits it. We, 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 you want to praise God as much as you possibly can to get God into situations. He will inhabit the praises of His people. Um, but we're going to look uh, at the verses after this, if that's okay. It says this, so wait, go back again. That'll be good. Let's read it one more time. But seek His kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Okay, 32. Uh, Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near, first message, thieves, and no moth destroys. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
awesome verses all throughout Luke 12 is a whole bunch of verses that we quote from things of do not worry all the way through. There's just these, all these separate verses, but when they're put together in a thought, um, we're left with not just seeking God's kingdom for what we get, but seeking God's kingdom because then we get the kingdom. The reason why we seek the kingdom is that is how you find the king. You do not find the kingdom out, you do not find the king outside of the kingdom. The king is the king of the kingdom. Seek the kingdom, get the king. If we want to know Jesus, the way that we know Jesus is we seek him and we seek his kingdom. So if you don't seek his kingdom in your finances, don't expect to find the king. If you don't seek him in your marriage, don't expect to find the king. If you don't seek him in your parenting, don't expect to find the king. If you don't seek him before you start your day, don't expect to find the king. But if you want to find the king, we seek his kingdom, Matthew 6, we seek it first, Luke 12, we seek the kingdom. Can we get uh, the next slide? That'd be awesome. This is Mark Court. He is a beautiful man. If you don't know who he is, the logo on his shirt might be a hint. He works for the car company Rolls-Royce, throwback. Um, his job in Rolls-Royce, Rolls-Royce cars are amongst the, th or the third uh, most expensive car brand. These things are um, the Steinways of the car industry. Um, his job is he puts the little line, the little speed stripe, if you will, along the side of Rolls-Royces. But he doesn't do it with a, a, a printer. He doesn't do it um, with a stencil. He does it by hand, and he is the only person in Rolls-Royce that does this job. In fact, he has flown all over the world to owners of existing Rolls-Royces that decide they would like a stripe along the side of their car. So if it's in Dubai, he goes to Dubai. If it's in Dapto, he goes to Dapto. If it's Clipper Road, East Nara, he goes to Clipper Road and he does this line. His little brush is made of squirrel fur. It's made of squirrel fur because he loves slaughtering squirrels. No, look at the murderer. No, it's made of squirrel fur because the line has, when it's used artificial hair, has his line that he does has other little streaks in it and he doesn't want that. He's a squirrel man. Uh, and he makes this intricate line. If you watch videos of this guy doing just freehand, it's, it's amazing. He has a background in marketing and, and design and things. And then Rolls-Royce bought this guy and this guy is just doing lines. Just doing lines, not doing doing lines like cocaine um i don't know does he do lines i don't know he does lines he doesn't do lines okay we've covered that now thanks if you don't know that joke good uh if you do we'll pray for you at the end um i won't mark will he's a pharmacist um but mark court is a part of the rolls royces um start at six hundred and eighty thousand dollars so Steinway, like we are the Rolls-Royce of pianos, not really, you're half of a Rolls-Royce. And the intricacy that happens, you can choose your colors, they make customized colors, there's four and a half thousand, you own that color when that exists. There's a guy that put a thousand diamonds into the paint of his Rolls-Royce. Some Rolls-Royces have 25 coats of paint. So if we're talking about scratches, you're like really, you could, you could kick one and still be in paint mode. It can be up to 50 kilos of paint on a Rolls-Royce. So anyone just want to key a Rolls-Royce right now? You're just feeling it? No? Okay, cool. There's something about these um, cars. It's not, they're not the fastest car. They're not the most 
um, maneuverable. What is unique about them is the luxury of a Rolls-Royce. It is very specific details. There is no real base price. I said 680, but they don't say it's from here and up and you cut because every single one is customized to a huge degree. We look to our screen. I want to give you uh, a truth uh, this morning after this. It says, one, this is a truth we've all heard before. One man's trash is another man's treasure. This is a quote from hoarders, uh, people that love collecting other people's things. This saying, um, shout out to the hoarders in the room. Um, this saying, it, it means, uh, or original, we won't go to too far original, but it means that what you find useless, I can find a purpose for. What you don't value, uh, I, I will value. Trash is trash uh, to everyone. You just have a lower standard than me. Um, but it's still trash. You just, it's useful trash to you. Uh, I want to give us a what this morning that I think is going to help us this morning. Uh, the, the title of this message is A Home for My Heart, Intentionally Choosing Kingdom Treasure. There's this truth here in Luke 12 where God is saying to us, we have Jesus teaching, uh, Luke 12 is awesome, Luke 12 starts with thousands of people coming around Jesus and trampling each other, which is just the best context for a sermon, isn't it? Everyone's getting trampled, like, that's what's happening. And then everyone's getting trampled and Jesus is like, this is intense, so he starts talking to his disciples, almost like, okay, we'll ignore the trampling for now until this calms down. And then he gets into this truth, and he, he helps us understand that the place that your heart exists, you will end up. So it's really important where you place your treasure because that's where your heart is and that is where you'll end up. And what we have is this truth throughout Luke 12 and we have this truth in Matthew 6 that if we take our treasure and place it on things of this earth, our, trash will, our treasure will soon be trash. It doesn't matter if you're a Roll, you got a Rolls Royce or a Stainway, at some point that treasure becomes trash. And Jesus is speaking into a culture that is still uh, like oh, pearls and pigs. We go on a whole bunch of things that, acknowledge, that, that uh, understands that people are seeking more and more and more things here. The, 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 just the verses above this is a truth about uh, a man that had so much things that he built a whole farmhouse to contain all of the great things that he has. He's hoarded to the max. He's like, I've got so much stuff, I'm not going to give any of it away. I'm going to get more, I'll get another one and another one. I'll call up Ryan, I'll get a real Aussie shed. I'll just get more and more and more things. And then this story frowns upon this guy that is rich towards himself, yet is poor towards God. And the reason why treasure matters is because what we're actually trying to do is not get treasures in heaven, and it's not to have treasures here. What we're trying to do is find a home for our heart. To find a place that can actually hold us. A place that actually will stop us from worrying like this scripture is addressing. A place that isn't just about more, that a place that isn't just about better or newer. There's this, I was at a conference this week and one of the things that uh, was shared was just that scripture of uh, having our mind renewed. That we can get really caught up in getting a new thing but allowing God to renew something to go over something again. I don't think this message is, is too complex. It's, this, it's the second time you've heard the verse today. So it's not, I'm not giving you the newest thing. But there's something about going back over a truth, returning to a foundation that is strong, making sure we haven't, we haven't veered off on something, to find a place that can hold your heart. 
a place that can fulfill the things that you want to be fulfilled and that you need to be fulfilled. I want to suggest to us this morning that the only way to do that is Jesus and Jesus alone. I want to give you the how this morning. Uh, It's really simple. That we choose fruit over fads. That we seek kingdom treasure first. What I want in my life is patience more than finance. What I want in my life is forgiveness more than fame. What I want in my life is righteousness more than being right. I choose the fruit of the kingdom over what is popular or desired or the new trendy thing. Church, could I encourage you this morning, if you have found your heart resting in things that are fads, not fruit of the kingdom, we are setting ourselves up for a disappointment because the thing that is trying to hold our heart is incapable of holding our heart. I want to suggest to you that anything here, your career, your marriage, your children, your purpose, your calling, is incapable of holding your heart like King Jesus is holding your heart. Yes, you are his workmanship. Yes, you are his masterpiece. And yes, he has called you to do works. And yes, he's called you to create. But it is only to follow his voice closely. The purpose of it is relationship. It is, it is heart. And I know you know this, hopefully, but let us renew ourselves this morning and ask ourselves this question, who holds my heart? What has the power to disappoint, to discourage, or destroy me? What has the power to get me off the path? Where actually is my treasure? Because it doesn't matter how great of a masterpiece I am if I place my treasure in things that won't last. But if I treasure the things that will last, if I seek His kingdom first, 11.11, if I choose that over everything else, that there is no close second. I choose His kingdom. When I am hurt, I choose forgiveness and I choose it again and again and again because revenge will not hold my heart well. It will twist me. It will make me bitter. So I choose to place my treasure in the things of the kingdom. When I am in lack, I choose to place my heart in the provider, not the provision. When I am sick, I choose to place my heart in the healer, not the healing. Not the things just of his hand. What I want is him first. The king of the kingdom is the only reason why I pursue the kingdom. I want the king. When we pursue the world, we cannot be surprised that we get the king of the world. We get a thirst that can't be fulfilled. We want more of everything. We want enough to have a second barn and to fill it to overflowing to show how much we have. But when we choose his kingdom, that treasure is worth giving everything for. But that treasure is not that your barns are full. They are outworkings that are unimportant. What matters is do you have the king and does he have your heart? We look up to our screen. Uh, 
Luke 12, verse 31, I want to run us through a test this morning. Because uh, Narelle said it this morning, how do we know, or how do we seek God first? And there was truth there. There was these things of, of prayer, of taking time with God, of reading His Word. These are ways that we seek God. But how do we actually test, bar just like a time management thing? Have I read my 12 minutes of the Bible today, so I read it every single year? Have I done my version devotional? Have I clicked, clicked? clicked yes so everyone that follows me on new version knows that i've read my bible have i highlighted enough things have i missed a day but i've gone into the clock in my phone and i've gone back a day and then i've reopened the app so my streak stays good i've never done that before um i want to run us through a simple test in this verse that i think will help us this morning to see if we seek his kingdom first and allow yourself to be challenged by the word uh, not just uh justified in what you already believe verse 31 again says but seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well when you read that scripture are you okay with just seeking his kingdom because if we go back a second when we read this verse we can be drawn to and these things will be given to you as well like we almost rush over seek the kingdom first like seek the kingdom first and and then what? And then, yes, I put God first, and then what happens? And then how much do I have? And then does this work? Am I going to get what I want out of this thing? And uh, at risk of repeating myself, God is not a sugar daddy. He's not interested in providing your needs, and we don't need to demean the great generosity that our Father has, that He is there to meet our desires. He is not. We are there to meet His and He's a holy, and He's a perfect, and yes, they are the perfect plan for your life. Don't get me wrong. God's plan is not a plan B. There is no better plan. Every effort that you have of getting what you want is treasure that will one day be trash. His plan is excellent and amazing, but we read this Scripture hoping for that promise. Like so often we can even come to Scripture and be like, I've got to declare that promise, I've got to declare that promise. Yes, promises are great, but they're not as good as Him. Getting the answer that you want, getting that relationship that you want, single people, getting that, that child that is doing that thing and, and getting that career and getting that, they're trash. They will fade. They will not be there. You can feel your barn, but as that story tells, that guy died and then who gets his stuff? It's over. If we could be the type of people that are okay with this verse being blurred, this is how you know if your priority is there. If you would just seek His kingdom, even if nothing else was given. That's how you know if it's your first priority. Because if it's not your first priority, it is seek His kingdom. Yeah, okay, cool. As long as that works. And if that stops working, I'll stop seeking His kingdom. If I stop going from strength to strength, if my thing doesn't look better naturally again and again, if my connect group doesn't grow, if my peace doesn't increase, if my storms and my giants don't fall at my feet when I want them to, like I asked him to, then I'll stop seeking his kingdom. We're not seeking his kingdom first then, because what we want in his kingdom is not the giant to fall. That is not the goal. The goal is to know that the giant didn't have any power anyway. It's not just that the storm would go or that you would get healed. It's that your eyes were so fixed on Jesus that everything else grew strangely dim. How do I know if I'm seeking his kingdom? Would you seek it and it alone? Because 
because this scripture is awesome. Seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you. It's important that you go and look in Luke and go look in Matthew what things he's talking about. Because again, like last week, we use the scripture to claim a whole bunch of things that unfortunately are not promises at all. The promise that he's actually saying that we would seek is uh, the inward and the outward, the, what we would eat inward and the clothes that we would wear outward, that he will provide all of those things for us. But he says this truth, isn't life much, much more than what you eat or what you wear? The kingdom that he's offering you is not a full tummy and nice clothes. The kingdom that he's offering you is not being led by a full tummy and nice clothes. He's offering you to, to transcend above it and to be okay with just being with the king. Can I hit you up with a final slide? Uh, two final slides. I want to read this out of the message. It says this, Be generous and give to the poor. Again, this scripture. Seek first his kingdom and these things will be given to you. Okay, awesome. But the very next words, like not just in the message, the very next words that we read before is give everything away to the poor. Like, if you want the promise, it's not just seek first his kingdom. If you want all these things given to you, sell what you have and give it all away to the poor. He's just saying, do you trust me to provide for you or do you not? Uh, promises are so great when they're actually the promise. They're so good. Otherwise, again, sugar daddies. Uh, be generous. Give to the poor. Get yourself a bank that cannot go bankrupt cryptocurrencies a bank in heaven far from bank robbers safe from embezzlers a bank you can bank on could i get a show of hands in the room who here has experienced in your life something that you once trusted it could have been year nine. That girl said she loved you. But then at that camp, there was another boy that had a cooler mullet than you and she wanted to date him. Or maybe it was someone that says we're going to be your best friend but you overheard them gossiping. Or maybe it was a career opportunity that fell through. Or maybe it was your health. Has anyone experienced something in this world not being able to hold you up like you wanted to? Okay, if you haven't got your hand up, I pray this week you would experience it because it's a great human experience of the, the, the reality that his creation can't hold me, that it must be him. And I love this wording from Eugene Peterson, a bank that you can bank on. That everything else and everyone, you and I, the church, should disappoint you. The best thing about church in person versus church online is if you come, you will be disappointed. You will be discouraged, you will be offended, someone will say something to you because you and I are not 10 out of 10s yet. If you're like, I'm a 10, you're not a 10. If you're a 10 and this is it, I'm out. <laughs> if you've got a friend that's telling you you're perfect just the way you are, get new friends. That friend is dumb. God's got better things. He's still working. You're working out salvation with fear and trembling. And the best thing about church community is the offense. It is the pastor said something you didn't like. It is the person walked past you in the courtyard. They didn't wave at you. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. Wave at me. Do they hate me now? What's happening? It's good. It is good for your pride. It is good for your development. It is good for the purification process of being more like Jesus. And it is an opportunity to place 
your treasure in his kingdom rather than his treasure in your brothers and sisters. Rather than your treasure in what you can get and what you can see and what you want. And when you place that treasure there, there your heart is also. Will you be discouraged and disappointed? Yes, because you're not 10 out of 10 yet. Because endurance hasn't finished its work yet. You're not lacking anything yet. There's still a process of trials and tests. But the more that we place our heart in his home, in his kingdom, in his hand, the better off we will be, not the worse off. The last warning is this this morning as we come around a time of of worship. It says, uh, all earthly treasure will soon be trash. My warning, my encouragement is don't go bankrupt. Don't go bankrupt. Put your trust in King Jesus as his workmanship. Allow him to finish the piano that is your life. Allow him to finish the painting that is his blessed painting of grace. Allow him to finish the weapon that you're supposed to be for his kingdom, the gift that you're supposed to be for other people. Allow yourself to stay inside the potter's hand until he has done what he needs to do. Whatever he wants, whatever he chooses, wherever he sends you, to be willing to simply be that. Because if we do that, we'll find ourselves not being bankrupt. Not putting it all, all our chips in on something that would not hold up, that would not work out. Can I invite Ryan and China? We're going to do something this morning, church. And I ask you uh, to close your eyes. Um, I'd like us to respond uh, to this morning's message uh, with worship. I've been asking a bunch of questions, you know. You're uniquely made, but who are you following? Are you following someone else's pattern? Are you trying to be someone else or just parrot someone else? Actually, the question, is his kingdom first? Are you choosing that above everything else? This morning, I'm going to ask the guys to lead us in a song in a moment. I just want to start off with just the words to wash over you. This is a song we've done in church a few times, but in fact, we have blacklisted the verses. (laughs) We don't normally do the verses, and the reason why we don't normally do the verses is the verses um, are are powerful for a moment, Uh, but in fact, they they kind of contradict Luke 12. Luke 12 is a truth that if you follow God's kingdom, other things will be added to you, but the powerful thing about the verses is this truth that if it was only the kingdom, that would be enough. We don't do it every Sunday. It's not a song that we do every single moment. But I'm going to ask that the team would lead us. And I'm believing that the Holy Spirit would uh, help us to understand that if it was His kingdom, if that's all we got, if it was knowing Him and walking with Him and seeking Him, that we would be in Don't get me wrong, His promises, He loves giving good gifts. This scripture is in fact talking about the good gifts that He wants to give us, exchanging worry for those things. But that's His decision. What makes it amazing, what makes us unique is that we would not demand His generosity as a condition to know Him. Oh God, if you do this, then of course I'm going to follow you. What makes it free will, what makes it Amazing, what makes the relationship functional rather than manipulative is that even if you don't, God, I'm going to follow you. 
even if it doesn't work out, even if this is the thing that I die from, (laughs) even if I have to go into the furnace and this is how it ends, I will not not praise you. Holy Spirit, this morning, I ask this as we sit here, that a revelation would drop, that Jesus and Jesus alone is enough. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.